Good morning, and welcome to the 28th year of the Three Tailgater Show on 1061 Nash Icon and at NashFM1061.com. The Three Tailgaters Show is presented by CrescentCitySports.com, the best sports site in Louisiana. The Three Tailgaters Show is also presented by the Allstate Sugar Bowl, representing the best of amateur athletics. And by Francesca's by Katie's in New Orleans, serving up St. Louis-style food with a New Orleans flair. The Three Tailgaters are also brought to you by Lamarck Ford and Lamarck Lincoln, by LifeGate Church in Metairie, by Rhino Shield Mid-South, Bergeron Automotive in Metairie, by Premier Automotive throughout the New Orleans area, John Curtis Christian School in River Ridge, Life Resources Ministries, and by the RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl. Promotional consideration is provided by Central City Barbecue on South Rampart Street, Venezia Restaurant on North Carrollton Avenue, Two Tony's Restaurant at West End, Fury's Restaurant in Metairie, Perrin's Restaurant in Harahan, Reginelli's Pizzeria with locations throughout the metro area. Ye Old College Inn on Carrollton Avenue. Messina's at the Terminal and Runway Cafe at Lakefront Airport. By Copeland's of New Orleans and Kenner at the Esplanade Mall. Desi Vega's Seafood and Steakhouse in Metairie. Chateau Cafe with locations in New Orleans and Kenner. Moe's Pizza in West Wego. Hooters Restaurants in Metairie and Gretna. Geo's Pizza and Spaghetti House in Metairie. Hobnobber Cafe in Metairie. Fat Boys Pizza on Metairie Road. By Sirio's Pull Boys in Delhi on St. Charles Avenue. By That's Amore Pizzeria in Metairie. Bears Pull Boys on Causeway Boulevard at Metairie Road. Fury's Restaurant on Martin Berman in Metairie. And by Sunray Grill on Belchase Highway in Gretna. Now, here are your hosts of the Three Tailgaters Show, Ed Daniels, Sports Director of WGNO and WNOL, CrescentCitySports.com and the Clarion Herald, and Cumulus Radio New Orleans Sports Director Ken Trahan of CrescentCitySports.com, the Saints Hall of Fame Museum, the Greater New Orleans Quarterback Club, Life Resources Ministries, and the Kenner Star. And a pleasant good morning and welcome to another edition of the Three Tailgaters Show here on Nash Icon, 106.1 FM and on the web at NashFM1061.com. Our tune-in app is available for you to listen in anywhere in the world via iHeart, of course, at home. If you cannot get radio, you can always go to Alexa and tell her to play WRKN, and you can listen in in that fashion. You can also email us at WGNO.com, Ken at CrescentCitySports.com, and, of course, our podcast available following the show through CrescentCitySports.com. Just click on the menu, click on podcast to be able to listen back to the show. Of course, you can always participate by calling 504-260-1061. That's 504-260-1061 to weigh in. Love to hear from you. We'll get in all the football imaginable here within the course of the two hours and anything you'd like to discuss. With my partner, Ed Daniels of WGNO, the Clarion Herald, CrescentCitySports.com. And, of course, Friday Night Football and Nash Icon, 106.1 FM, and had his Friday Night Football debut, 32nd year last night. Ed, good morning. Hey, Kenny. How you doing, bud? All right. So, uh, as they say, the, you know, the bell sounded, the gates open, and they're off, right? Yeah, we're off. We're, uh, you know, it's, uh, <laughs> it's hard to believe that... Uh, that a week has already gone by, but it is what it is, Ken. And Did, uh, you know what? Here's yeah. the thing I know for sure. Uh, 
I woke up this morning early. I went to watch two-lane scrimmage. I'm back at the house, and when I go to bed, I'll wake up tomorrow morning, and it'll be Thursday already. No doubt. So the question would be, when you broke from the gate, uh, did you lay back in the pack and just try to preserve energy for the long run, or, or did you try to break out early and get on the rail and take the lead? No, I'm like Secretariat. I'm, I'm trying to get to the front and just outrun them, even in the <laughs> Belmont. All good. Understood. Way to go. And it is a marathon, but it's going to be fun. So we look forward to it. And, and to that end, I'm sure you had a good debut last night. Everything went great, buddy. Everything went great. Went, went uh, right according to plan. We, 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 had, uh, we had very little problems and a lot of good, good highlights and, and some good stories. And I thought it was a good, a good start. And we got to build on that next week. Do I sound like a coach? You do. Yeah. Got to build on that. You know, I mean, we got to look at the tape and, and go back and, you know, make the corrections and we'll go from there. Sounds like a good idea to me. And I would be just not honest if I said I watched, but I fell asleep last night. Imagine that. Well, you know, know what? That'll be the last time that happens. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't blame you. You know, yeah. um, when, when you have a chance, we, you and I don't have many chances on Friday evenings no. uh, to sack out early. And when you have a chance to sack out early, then, you know, I say go for it. Because from now until uh, Christmas time, that's not going to be the case. No, that'll be the last time. So all good, but I certainly will be <clears throat> watching from here on out. And, again, we look forward to the high school football season, the radio show, the original will debut on September the 1st, the first week of the regular season, with six hours of coverage each and every Friday night, starting with the Countdown Show at 6 p.m. live from Francesca's by Katie's at 515 Harrison Avenue with Les East and Jude Young. Specific school nights all during the regular season. Brother Martin night will be the first night with Coach Mark Bonis and all Brother Martin supporters. Then, of course, 7 o'clock hour, Roe Brown joins me in studio for the original and reports from up to 45 games around the state each hour. Scoreboard from CrescentCitySports.com where we average 30 to 40,000 visits every Friday night. And when games are over, some winning coaches. And then in the 10 o'clock hour, our analysis from all over the state, from all of our analysts in every sector. Let's talk about what transpired 11 o'clock hour. We carry Friday night football from WNOL and WGNO with Ed and JT live on radio. So if you're not home yet, you can listen to it on 106.1 FM, and believe me when I tell you, a lot of people do, and they tell me that they really appreciate it because uh, they aren't back yet or they're driving or whatever the case may be. So it just enhances what we do and gets the message out further. Well, certainly appreciate it, and, uh, you know, we're, um, we're, we're thrilled that, uh, that it's on the radio, that uh, people can get the information that they need, and, and that's what we're trying to do. And uh, we, we love doing the program, and uh, we are certainly looking forward to not only next week, we have a jamboree show, but then when you guys pick up in the, uh, on the first Friday of the season. And you know what, Kenny, it's amazing. Those 15 weeks go by so quickly. It's crazy. I, you know, I tell my wife every year, I'm like, man, I say this on Labor Day. It's Labor Day. Then I wake up the next morning. And it's Thanksgiving. I mean, those, those that time goes by in a blur. And you know, when time 
when time goes by quickly like that, that means you're having fun and you're enjoying yourself. And, and that's what we're going to do. Well, we look forward to it. All right, let's talk high school sports here in the first segment. I guess the, the two stories, one that happened this past week, we've I've been knowing about this for a few months now, as you know, but uh, the yeah. Warren Easton, of course, reporting publicly to you and to I about the sanctions that have been levied yeah. against them with two assistants suspended for the year and a fine of the school and the fact that they cannot participate in the postseason. And people keep I'm sure you've gotten this too, but people keep asking about whether or not, uh, you know, Oh, not whether or not, but what exactly transpired. And I know you've gotten that. I've gotten a bunch of it. And my response is we can only report what we've been told because the organization, the LHSA, does not choose to release information on sanctions. So we have to go by what schools tell us. And in this particular case, it was all about uh, improper visits by coaches to uh, a West Bank school before any select, non-select changes took place. And that's the best we can provide based upon the information we have. And I think I stated that right, correct? Yeah. I mean, you know, look, um, um, you know, the, the, the High School Athletic Association doesn't release these things. And um, they're not going to comment. They never do. It's, it's a policy change that was uh, implemented by the executive director. and. You know, I mean, that's how that's how things like this are reported, you know, months later. <laughs> I, I don't know what else to say. Yeah. And, you know. you know, people people have said to me, well, you know, you knew about it. Yes, I did. You didn't report it. No, I didn't. Because you need a yeah, source. You need, you need, you need confirmation. Sure. Sure. You need confirmation. Absolutely. And yeah, no I mean, I'm not no going to throw gonna, stuff out there. I'm not going to throw not, stuff out there. And yeah, no one's no one's going to speak about it. And look. Here's the deal. If it wasn't reported, we would find out about it. Okay? Correct. Not find out about it. We would know for certain when all of a sudden the bracket came out in November and Warren Easton wasn't in it. Right. That's how you well, know. Right, exactly. I mean, I, or, when I they, mean, or, or when they do PowerPoint updates and they list yeah. them with an asterisk or in red or something like that, then it's like, oh, okay, well, something's up here. So that's kind of what we find ourselves in. And I'm not here to criticize it all. That's not at all what I'm doing. I'm just speaking fact about what happens and why. We can only report what the schools are willing to tell us because, and in some cases, they'll tell us a lot or everything. In some cases, they'll tell us a little. Mm -hmm. And in other cases, they won't tell us anything. Mm -hmm. So it will mm -hmm. simply go unreported until such time. As Ed mentioned, it's time for you know the rubber to meet the road when the playoffs occur and the school's not in it. Or when all of a sudden you look at the records of teams and a record changes from six and one to one and six in midstream, sure. that's when you find and, out. And they have forfeits on their on their uh, on their uh, on their docket. I mean, you go on the LHSA website and a team has uh, a forfeit next to a game that they won. Well, then you know something's up, and, and that's then, the way that's the way you usually find out. And we're not judging jury at all making no judgment here and absolutely under the assumption that the LHSA acted properly to do what they felt it had to do with regard to discipline and sanctions. Uh, what I would say on the back end of that is what I say all along. Uh, I truly feel bad 
for the football players, for the kids, because they don't have anything to do with this. And, and now they don't have the, the ability to compete mm -hmm. uh, for the highest honor, which is unfortunate. That's the part that I will say about it that's really mm -hmm. uh, frustrating mm -hmm. because, again, uh, mm -hmm. it's not the kids that were at fault in any way, shape, or form. Mm -hmm. And I think the only thing we have left now, if, if there is uh, anything else to say about this story, is the fact that, you know, if there is some kind of legal action. And uh, I don't know if that's coming or not. And I'm not really sure how effective that would be. Uh, the one, th one thing I will say is that, you know, the LHSAA has lost in court before. They lost in the case of the Hanville quarterback. So they ruled him ineligible. So, um, you know, and they've got a big court case on Monday coming up, Kenny. Yeah, oh, that was, well, that was what I was going to transition into. That was right. the next topic here in this segment was uh, the court case on Monday. Just talk about that and, and so the people know exactly what's going on and what to expect. Well, we have um, several, I think it's nine, North Louisiana schools who are suing the LHSA or, or asking for a, um, a, a, a permanent injunction to uh, go back to eliminate the playoff system that is in effect right now, basically what it would do. Because what they said is, is that the executive director does not have the authority to change the definition of select. And they have a judge in Baton Rouge in the 19th JDC who is going to hear that and then we'll see what happens after that. But basically what they're saying is, is that the membership should be allowed to vote on that. Now, I asked JT about that in a uh, interview we did for the Sports Zone show. And what he said was that they tried to get the principals together twice to look at this situation, but couldn't get a quorum. That's what he said. I'm mm -hmm. not aware of that. I'm not saying it did or it did not happen. If Coach said that's what they were trying to do, I think he would know because he's a principal. But, um, you know, that's, that's the basic gist of the argument is that the executive director, Mr. Bonine, does not have the opportunity or, or doesn't have the authority, pardon me, doesn't have the authority to change uh, the definition of select. And what happened was it's a lot of public schools that were all of a sudden in the select playoffs last year, as you know. And I think that a lot of those schools, you know, I know the schools in Rapides Parish were very, very unhappy about that decision. Well, obviously it's going to be a, you know, a very uh, challenging situation, I think, on both sides. I don't know. People keep asking me about it. What do you think is going to happen? The answer is, I don't know. I'm not a legal expert. Don't claim to be, never will. Uh, I don't know what evidence is going to be presented. My sense is that the LHSA will, will certainly lean on what you just spoke of, the fact that they tried to convene people together and that they made an executive committee decision to move forward in this fashion with declaring some schools select that were not previously select. And my guess is on the other side, they're going to say exactly what you said, that uh, there was you know, basically taxation without representation, right? No, no ability to vote on something or to see a change being made that was made arbitrarily by a single person or body uh, without consulting the membership. So I, I don't know the end result. I think it's all about interpretation. I mean, that's, that's the best thing I can say about this. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, 
we'll we'll see what the what the judge rules on Monday. But believe me, it's a big case because if the uh, if the LHSA loses this, then uh, there's a chance that we're uh, I think there's a very good chance that we're going back to the playoff system we had back in in 2021, and I don't think that's very good. I think that's garbage, but it, you know I think it's ridiculous, and. I was on a show yesterday in Monroe, one of our affiliates for our original show, and, and they were talking about the fact that some schools or 4A schools are having to compete with 5A schools and such, and do you think that's fair and, you know, and all of that kind of stuff. And I didn't hesitate. I said my response was uh, I take the complete opposite position. Uh, there's still way too many classes in Louisiana, eight classes, are ridiculous for a, a state with under 300 football playing schools. Nine classes were a joke. Eight is still ridiculous. So the fact that a school that's 4A enrollment is playing a school with 5A enrollment, to me, isn't a big deal at all. Uh, are there discrepancies? Sure. Uh, do they have a, an impact at some times? Uh, are they the end all? No. Uh, I certainly don't think that that's the case because if you look at some of the champions that have, have won in different classes, in many cases they were the lower in terms of enrollment in that mm -hmm. classification. And you can obviously point to the Curtises and Evangels of the world, but you can also, you know, I mean, look, 2019, Rummel beat Catholic. Rummel's a, a borderline 4A, 5A school. Catholic has a much larger enrollment. I mean, I could point to about five or six others along those lines. So. So, no, I don't think that uh, there should be more classes or keep this many. I think there should be fewer classes. Well, I, I, you know, I know I'm just an old fogey, but, boy, I loved it when, um, when we had four classes in football. I, I thought it was great. I thought the state playoffs were incredible because a lot of times the regular season to me meant so much, Kenny, because if you were a, a seven-win team, you aren't always guaranteed a playoff spot. And I thought that was tremendous because, um, you know, you could, you could be left out. And it made every round spectacular. Would you agree? Yeah. I mean, it was awesome. I mean, I, yeah. look, I, I, go back, I go back to when, when, when we, were, we were in high school and, uh, and, and our school was playing another school and uh, they missed an extra point. They didn't make the playoffs. And that was an excellent team that, that was left out of the playoffs. Well, you know, 40 years later, that game would have not meant nearly as much because both teams were in the playoffs. And I've had coaches, and I know you've had the coaches tell you the same thing. What's been amazing is, like, a coach will tell me, well, everybody's in the playoffs, so I'm just going gonna to try to play these guys to get them ready for the playoffs. It's almost like the regular season's a preseason in a, in a lot of respects. And, and I don't, you know, I don't like that. And, and that's the one thing I'm concerned about, like with the college playoff, talking about expanding it to 16. At some point, you're going to diminish the relevance of the regular season. And that, to me, was, is one of the great things about college football is that the regular season was so relevant. And we've got to be careful about that while we also protect the bowl games. But to me, I love four classes. We're never going back to that again. 
but I'd love to see five. I think five would be uh, tremendous for the state to go back to the playoff system we had a long time ago. You know, the problem was is that, I don't know if it was a problem, but the issue for the, for the, for the uh, public schools is that I think in 2012, Kenny, all five classes were won by private schools. Is that correct? Uh, I'd have to go back and look at it. I think it was. It. Yep. You know, so that's entirely possible, but I mean, I'll look it up real quick. You're really taxing my memory now, but, uh, yeah, but well. having said that, you're probably right. So, But again, the point is very clear, and that is that there's, in, again, under 300 football-playing schools in the state. How many championships do you really need? How many championships are appropriate? How many are really true champions uh, beyond the shadow of a doubt? Look, I mean, we can have that debate all day long. So 2012, Washita Christian won the 1A championship. John Curtis Christian won the 2A state championship. Parkview Baptist won the 3A state championship. Uh, in Class 4A, it was Carr defeating Neville, which was a public school, and then okay. in Class... 5A Archbishop Rummel. So four out of five. Four out of five, uh, yep. Uh-huh. Yeah, Carr won their first one. Not their first one, but they, they, they broke the they broke the long uh, hex against Neville in that year, right? Is that correct? That's right. That's correct. Yeah. They had been yeah, that's the year. Right. That's the year that's the year they broke through against Neville. So so I stand corrected. Four out of five. But you know, look, um, I'd love to see five classes again. I think it would be awesome. And it would make the state playoffs in Louisiana incredible like it was all those years and you know frankly if you're a four win team you wouldn't be in the playoffs and you know i don't know if, if i if all our coaching brethren afford that or not i understand if they aren't but you know to me i i think the regular season should be incredibly relevant and i'm not sure it is anymore no i'm with you it's not i mean i think we all know that <laughs> And I think we've seen the evidence of it. So, no, it, it clearly isn't. And as I've said over and over again, I fully respect all opinions on this. And people that disagree, I get it uh, completely. It's just what, how I feel about it. And, and, of course, you express how you feel. And we'll see. But, again, this court decision uh, forthcoming, this court case is going to be telling in terms of the future because last thing on this topic, and then we'll – break and move on is that if you talk to some coaches, which we do on a regular basis, it's really an interesting situation because some of these coaches genuinely feel that what the LHSA did this time around was aimed at putting the whole organization back together, which they've tried to do previously. I, don't, I, I wouldn't disagree with that. I wouldn't disagree with that at all. The one thing it did, the one thing it did is um, it made the playoffs better. Mm -hmm. Whether you agree with the methodology or not, it did make the playoffs better, don't you think? I do, yes, absolutely. Yeah, I mean it just it just it just made it just made made the playoffs better. That's all. And, yeah, uh, I agree. And uh, I don't think there's any, there can be any um, debate about that. Now, is it perfect? Is it as good as it used to be? The answer is, in my opinion, no. But did it make it better? The answer is yes. 
504-260-1061 if you'd like to join in the conversation. Just getting started here this morning with the Three Tailgaters Show. Ken and Ed, Rudy Dixon, our producer, will take a timeout here. When we return following this timeout, we will talk about Tulane. Ed just getting back from a scrimmage. We'll get into LSU during the course of the show, the New Orleans Saints as well. All of that still to come as we continue with more of the Three Tailgaters Show here on Nash Icon 1061 FM and at NashFM1061.com. When the final horn blows at the Allstate Sugar Bowl, the action is just beginning as another jam-packed year of Sugar Bowl activity lies just ahead. With over 55 annual events, including all Louisiana high school state championships, the Sugar Bowl support of amateur athletics adds up to big fun and big dollars for our economy. From the Crescent City Classic to lacrosse, sailing, basketball, and more, the Sugar Bowl has something for most everyone. For more on the great things the Sugar Bowl is doing, log on to AllstateSugarBowl.org. Sponsored by Allstate, Taco Bell, and Dr. Pepper. If you want to be treated right, you go to Bergeron. Bergeron will give you the best deal. You just know you can trust these people. They're from here. They get me. You know, buying a car doesn't have to be a scary experience. It's anything but a Bergeron. Everybody knows that. Everybody. I grew up with a Bergeron. I went to school with a Bergeron. This is the fourth car I've bought from here. That makes me a Bergeron. I'm a Bergeron. I'm a Bergeron. I'm a bourgeois. Get out of here. I'm a Bergeron. Everybody knows a Bergeron. Bergeron Automotive on Veterans in Metairie. Wesley Financial Group is not a law firm. This story is called The Ugly Truth About Timeshare. If you think you've done your family a favor by buying a timeshare, you need my help. Hello, I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO and founder of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started helping folks cancel their timeshare. And in the process, started what's now called the timeshare cancellation industry. Timeshare is the only thing that you can buy that you can't tell me how much it's going to cost or when it's going to end. When you buy a timeshare, you give them a blank check to fill out any amount they want for annual maintenance and assessment fees. The crazy thing is, this never ends. Even when you die, your family's now going to be stuck with this burden. Stop the insanity today. Call my office now. If we take you as a client, I guarantee we'll cancel your timeshare or you'll pay nothing. Call for your free information kit. 800-462-3333. That's 800-462-3333. 800-462-3333. Top service. Locally owned. Outstanding deals. Conveniently located. Professionals motivated to sell where the customer comes first. That describes the experience at Premier Automotive Group, where you'll find the best prices anywhere on Toyota, Honda, Nissan, and Kia. Premier Automotive offers a warranty for life on its vehicles and a money-back guarantee. Visit my friend Troy Duhon in one of his outstanding dealerships. Toyota of New Orleans, I-10 service road near Bullard in New Orleans East, Premier Honda at the I-10 service road at Bullard, Premier Nissan at Veterans in Metairie, and Premier Kia at Veterans in Kenner. Wesley Financial Group is not a law firm. This story is called The Ugly Truth About Timeshare. If you think you've done your family a favor by buying a timeshare, you need my help. Hello, I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO and founder of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started helping folks cancel their timeshare. In the process, started what's now called the timeshare cancellation industry. Timeshare is the only thing that you can buy that you can't tell me how much it's going to cost or when it's going to end. When you buy a timeshare, you give them a blank check to fill out any amount they want for annual maintenance and assessment fees. The crazy thing is, this never ends. Even when you die, your family's now going to be stuck with this burden. Stop the insanity today. Call my office now. If we take you as a client, I guarantee we'll cancel your timeshare or you'll pay nothing. Call for your free information kit. 
800-462-3333. That's 800-462-3333. 800-462-3333. Our pets are our loved ones and also our best friends. When they pass away, New Orleans Pet Cremation Service will handle everything for you. We offer 24-hour home removal as well as free pickup from your local veterinary hospital. Pet cremation starting as low as $199. Simply give us a call at 504-218-5554 or go to neworleanspetcremation.com. That's neworleanspetcremation.com. Celebrating life. Just tuning in? We're just getting started with the Three Tailgaters Show on 106.1 Nash Icon, NashFM1061.com, and through CrescentCitySports.com. What are you waiting for? Call 504-260-1061 to talk all sports all the time. Now back to Ken Trahan and Ed Daniels. Tulane Green Wave continuing to prepare for their season opener with South Alabama, seven and a half point favorite at this stage. And Ed, you spent a little time there this morning. Just your thoughts, your impressions about where Tulane is right now. Well, I saw a a great one-handed catch by Lawrence Keyes in the end zone on a pass from Michael Pratt. And the, uh, the first-team offense looked really good. I thought their offensive line did a good job. I think they have good backs. I'm curious to see if any of those guys can emerge and, and become uh, outstanding. And I, I think that's the, the question offensively. And I think they've got some good young receivers, too. So, um, you know, I mean, nothing I saw today surprised me. Although, when I was at the scrimmage, now that I'm thinking about it, I don't think I saw shoddy Clayton Johnson run the football. Maybe he did, and I missed that. Um, maybe he did. I think he did have a few carries. But anyhow... I was just hanging out in the end zone and watching, and, and you know, they, they've got a good football team. And remember, it's them on them. They're going to be better, I think, than most of the teams that they play this year. But um, it, was, it, was, it was fun to watch. Strengths of their team would seem to be pretty obvious. Quarterback position is really good. Uh-huh. And it's not, it's not just Michael Pratt, who obviously is outstanding, but mm-hmm. the depth there is really good with both right. of the players behind them. You know, I think, uh, I know it's, it's a little bit of an exception to say that Tulane's offensive line is a strength, but I definitely think, oh, that I think that's, so. that's a strength too. I think so. And the one thing that they've got to develop there, Kenny, is depth. I, you know, I, you would expect a little bit of a drop-off from first team to second team. But, I mean, they've got some guys who have played a lot of football. You know, Cam Wires, their left tackle now, and he's, he's a, he's a plug-and-play guy from, who was a transfer from LSU, but there's there's a guy at left tackle is a good player. Sincere Hainsworth was was voted by the Athletic second team All American center. That's pretty amazing, and they've got they've got some good players in the interior too. But I was uh, talking to Jason Corey, or the uh, uh, sports information the uh, assistant AD in charge of Marie, uh, media relations at Tulane. This week, and one of the things I, I I I told them, and I think this is right. I think the last time that Tulane had a first-team All-American as a lineman at the end of the season 
was Charlie Hall on defense in 1973. That was 50 years ago. And so for a two-lane lineman on either side of the ball to be uh, thought of as, as an All-American candidate, I think is a, a tremendous accomplishment. Well, it speaks volumes about the job they've done of recruiting and developing players. And yeah, I've said all along, Hainsworth is unquestionably a top two or three center in the question, and I mean in this country. And I think this is further evidence of that wide receiver position. I think it's pretty good. I mean, again, this was an issue for Tulane for the first five or six years of Willie Fritz's domain at Tulane and his reign. But I think that position is pretty solid now. Oh, it's good. Uh, look, and they've got a good defensive line, too. And even though they lost Nick Anderson and Dorian Williams, I think they have good linebackers, too, Kenny. I, I, you know, and I, they've, they've, got some, they've got some bigger people in the secondary, too, which is an area that I think they had to address. You know, Jarius Monroe has had, a, I think, a very, very good uh, camp. So, you know, they've got a good football team. And, and, and the thing that they have, too, if you go back to uh, several years ago, one of the things that was – I don't want to say it was troubling, but yeah, it was troubling. I mean, they were they were just not very good on special teams, and they've got a reliable field goal kicker in Ambrosio, and you know Glover's a good punter, so I I think they have a good kicking game, and I think they have a chance to have a real good return game. Uh, Jaquan Jackson's going to return punts. I think uh, Shedro Lewis is going to return kickoffs. I I think they've got a they've got a chance to win a game or two with special teams. I thought it was interesting that Jay Bramlett, the LSU putter this week, said that, that they were a problem last year, that they cost LSU three games, or all four games. They lost four games. They, let's see, they lost to Florida State, they lost to Georgia, they lost to uh, Texas A&M and Tennessee. And, and he said that, that, that we cost our team four games. Pretty interesting comments. Well, I think it's telling, but I, I mean, that's how bad uh, their special teams were by and large. And uh, as I've said all along, that has to be improved. I suspect it will be improved. It, the question is how much, and we shall see. Now, you know, where Tulane is concerned, the schedule, that I mean, again, I've said it all along, but South Alabama's no pushover. Tulane's a seven and a half point favorite, uh, but that is not a pushover by any stretch. This is a pretty solid team. And then, of course, you get into Ole Miss. And Southern Miss. I had John Forcade on the show last night, who's, by the way, congratulations being inducted into the Ole Miss Hall of Fame for his playing career. But I think that, you know, the Ole Miss game, everybody's pointing to that as, and it's going to be a really fun game to watch. But these other two games are tough. South Alabama is a tough game. And then, of course, that's Southern Miss against a team that beat Tulane last year. And I do think that those games are going to tell the story as I continue to say is this a 10-win team a 12-win team an 8-win team I think it's all about those first three games we all know they have trouble at Memphis I think this is the year they can break through and win and we all know that UTSA is going to be tough at the end of the year but knock on wood stay healthy stay focused be focused and ready for game one because Tulane is going to become the target this year previously Tulane you know was going after others, and they were the targets, and Tulane was the chaser. Now it's the other way around. Mm -hmm. Well, Kenny, you, you obviously have not adopted the mantra of the program that was on the scoreboard this morning as I was watching the scrimmage. Uh -huh. You know what it said? Nope. 1-0. Oh. 
Yeah. <laughs> Win today. And, right. You know, it was something that worked for him last year. Uh, I thought it was a really good, good, um, good thing. And the one thing that you uh, you can't have the season that you want to have if you don't win the first game. And you just got to take you got to take care of today, uh, and then we'll get into the Ole Miss week, and and that ought to be a fun week. I thought it was very interesting that the the athletic director at the University of Mississippi this week was on a podcast, Red and Blue Crew, which is I guess their twenty four seven edition of their podcast that covers Ole Miss athletics. And yeah. They are very unhappy that they only have uh, three thousand tickets to the game. And and I, I asked Tulane for comment, and I got a, a comment from Troy Dannon, and he said that when we go up there, they get three we get three thousand tickets. So um, when you think about it, the fact that the game is being played uptown, and I don't think there's thirty thousand seats in the place. Let's say there's twenty seven, right? Then they've gotten Ole Miss has basically gotten eleven percent of the ticket allotment. But look, Tulane's going to have a home field advantage that day. You would think that's what they're looking for. And if the Ole Miss people want to buy more tickets, then I think they can buy season tickets, right? Well, I mean, obviously some tickets will be on the open market that might be held by Tulane fans and such. So there's that. Look, I, I saw it. I understand the sentiment, but to me it's sour grapes because let's face it. When Ole Miss scheduled Tulane, Ole Miss did not expect Tulane to have this kind of football team. <laughs> it's that simple. And Correct. also, when Ole Miss scheduled Tulane, Ole Miss did not expect Tulane to have the kind of fan support that Tulane all of a sudden has garnered as a result of what happened last year when Correct. people started showing up and filling the place. Their feeling was, oh, man, they draw 10, 15,000. We'll be able to get all the seats we want. And that's not going to be the case at all. It's going to be a full house no matter what for that game. And I know the sentiment will be, well, and the Ole Miss athletic director basically said it. You know, we're, the old days we're playing in the Superdome, we'd have 20,000 people there. Well, you're not playing there. And that's not where Tulane was playing when you signed this contract. They're playing on campus at Yulman Stadium. And whether you like it or not, you sign the deal. And whether you like it or not, you're getting the allotment that the opponent gets. And that you give them when they come to your place, as you right. mentioned. Therefore, I have right. no issue with it at all. I do think that some tickets will end up on the open market because people mm-hmm. perhaps can profit yeah. from that game. My guess is tickets will be uh, pretty high for that game. That would be pretty tough to come by. Yeah. I, and, you know, Kenny, look, I think it's also interesting that what he didn't say is that they have a home and away scheduled with South Alabama in 28 and 29. In South Alabama Stadium, while it is very nice, the, the, the uh, stadium that they built on campus where they play the senior ball now is a very, very nice facility, but it holds 25,000 people. Well, again, yeah, along the same lines as Tulane. Right. I mean, you know, it's, 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 it's very much of a, uh, of, a, of, a, of a comparison that you can make there. In fact, South Alabama had more room. They can be a little more expansive in, in, in how they filled out. And it's, not, it's not nearly as as tight and as cozy as Yulman Stadium. But they still signed a home and away with South Alabama. And you know what they're thinking. They're just going to be better than those guys. We're not going to worry about it. Well, yes. 
all of a sudden Tulane's gotten really good and now it's a problem. Yeah, so when you look at the capacity, officially listing the capacities, Hancock-Whitney Stadium in Mobile officially listed as 25,450 seats. Yulman Stadium officially listed as 30,000 seats. Mm -hmm. So that's the official number provided by both institutions for whatever it's worth. Right. And, and you know, if, if that is accurate, if it's a 30,000-seat stadium, then they got 10% of the capacity. Exactly. And, again, this is the agreement you signed. The circumstances might change. Schedules are made in advance. That's no different than when people project NFL schedules and say, oh, uh, the Saints have an easy schedule this year. Well, maybe based on last year they did. Maybe that changes this year. Teams are never the same one year to the next. Well, it's the same thing here in the sense that when you schedule them, it looked like an easier game, and it looked like you would be able to fill up a lot of seats there because of the fa- lack of capacity from the home team. But that's simply not the case. An agreement's an agreement. You make these agreements in advance. You sign them. You live up to them. That's it. End of story. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep, I agree. So whether you like it or not, that's where it's at. My sense is Tulane is, is focused. Tulane is well-prepared. Seven-and-a-half-point favorite over South Alabama. And at this point, I'd say they uphold that. But, again, check with me closer to game day when we know the situation surrounding injuries and so forth because you always have that factor to factor in, which we'll talk about with LSU. Coming up next, we'll talk about the Saints injuries there and what's to come game going to be played i suspect it will tomorrow we'll get into that and much more plus your calls at 504-260-1061 that's 504-260-1061 glad you're with us on this saturday morning ken and ed the three tailgater show continues in just a moment here on nash icon 1061 fm and on the web we're at nash fm 1061.com Broadcasting from the Dudley DeBosier Injury Lawyer Studios, official injury lawyers of the New Orleans Saints. Call 444-4444. Cookie wants to be a professional wrestler. I'm Cookie Serratos and I'm 11 years old. She also wants to win all the medals. That's why Cookie and her family make every day count, squeezing out her best with Go-Go Squeeze. Okay, Cookie, let's break for a Go-Go Squeeze. Go-Go Squeeze fruit-on-the-go pouches are a nutritious snack made from 100% fruit with no sugar added. Go, Cookie! Because when you nurture your kids, you squeeze out the best in them. Squeeze out the best with Go-Go Squeeze. Not a low-calorie food. Products range from 11 to 13 grams of sugar and 60 to 70 calories per serving. During these challenging times, it's easy to get wrapped up in the fear of the drama and the pressures of the moment. That's why for these past few months, I've been encouraging people, don't lose your song, don't lose your praise. It's important. Psalm 105 says, give thanks to the Lord, call on his name, make known his deeds. One writer said, it's impossible to exaggerate the greatness of our God. There's power in praise. The word says that God lives there. It can't be stopped, it can't be legislated. Luke 19 tells the account of the disciples and they're praising Jesus. It's getting noisy. The Pharisees said, tell them to pipe down. And Jesus said, if I tell them to do that, the rocks are going to cry out immediately. Well, I don't want a rock taking my place and I'm not going to lose my song. This is Michael Green inviting you to join me and Linda this Sunday at LifeGate, 1317 Butternut Avenue in Metairie. We start at 10 o'clock. Check us out on Facebook, LifeGate Church Ministries, or on YouTube, Michael Green, LifeGate Ministries. Don't let a rock take your place, and don't lose your song. Back to school means back to early bedtimes. But I'm not tired. 
Fortunately, there's Pure Z's Kids, mindfully formulated to help your child fall asleep naturally when needed. Pure Z's Kids products are non-habit forming, drug-free, and available in liquid, chewable tablets and gummies. Give them the rest to be their best. Bye, Mom! Pure Z's Kids, for ages four and up. Explore all Pure Z's Kids products at ZQuil.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Join Macy's and our nonprofit partners to help address the youth mental health crisis this school year. Now through September 14th, you can fund mental health services and resources when you donate online to the Jed Foundation and the National Alliance on Mental Illness. Or round up your Macy's store purchase up to 99 cents and donate the extra change. Give back today and learn more about our mission to create brighter futures for all at Macy's.com slash purpose. Demand different. Demand Dudley DeBosier. Imagine this. You've been hurt in a car crash, but the insurance company only offers you pennies on the dollar for what you need for your injuries. You realize you should have called a lawyer, but how can you afford one now? At Dudley DeBosier, that call is free, and we are the only law firm in the state with the no-fee guarantee. That means you pay us nothing, no fees, no costs, or expenses unless we get you money. That's the Dudley DeBosier difference. Call 504-444-4444. Chad Dudley, New Orleans. LA 2213578. Of course I use Mr. Clean Magic Eraser to clean tough messes off my stovetop and bathtub. But then I discovered I can also use it to easily clean my patio furniture and even my shoes. I'm hooked. And when wipes won't cut it, I use Magic Eraser Sheets. They're thin and flexible erasers, perfect for everyday messes, like gunk on my counters and sinks. They really are magical. The reviews are in. Mr. Clean Magic Eraser and Sheets make cleaning look easy. So you're in the middle of a kitchen update. And you can't tell if that's a faucet stem or a flange. With the Home Depot app, doing doesn't miss a beat. It'll find what you need in a snap, and it'll show you how to find it in store with a tap. Or get it delivered free. For doing that doesn't stop, download the Home Depot app. It's made for doing. the total sports package let's talk prep college pro all sports all the time you get it all from the three tailgaters on 1061 nash icon nash fm 1061.com and through crescentcitysports.com with ken and ed give us a call 504-260-1061 lsu tigers continuing to get ready for their season opener with florida state gangbuster Opener, of course, as we talked about with Tulane, the first three games are so important with LSU. It's really centered on game number one. You look at odds, LSU as much as a two-and-a-half-point favorite, but it's a picket type of game in Orlando, as expected. And even with the Tulane game, I think both of these games, another thing that's going to be a factor is the weather. You're outdoors, no rain's a possibility, but more than that, the heat and humidity. My take early in the season is that offenses have the advantage because defensive fronts in particular just can't play that many snaps or they wear down. And, and as a result, I can see both of those games being games where points are scored and, and plenty of those. Ed? Yeah, I'd bet the over, and I don't even know what the over is. Yeah. I haven't looked at it, okay? Tulane but is 55, would... 55 for Tulane. That much I can uh, tell you. Right. You know, I, I would bet the over because 
you know, I think if there's one area that, that LSU needs to be concerned about, it's cornerback. I think that's the, the, the biggest uh, question mark on their team. I feel a lot better if they had Makai Gardner and uh, uh, Jarek Bernard Converse coming back this year, but they don't. And uh, they brought in some guys, some guys in the transfer portal. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm really curious to see how that secondary plays because I think they're good up front. Having Mason Smith back will help them tremendously. I think their defensive line is a strength. And I think their safeties are a strength. But uh, people are going to try and test. They will test their corners very quickly and very early. Right now I'm looking at it. LSU is a a 2.5-point favorite. And the over under is 57.5 points. 57.5. Yeah. Well, I think it's a reflection of, of the strength of these teams. I mean, Travis is an outstanding quarterback, very similar to Jaden Daniels. We saw that last year. I mean, these are guys that are dual threats, and you've got to contain them. I mean, you have to because they will make plays with their legs outside of the pocket and really hurt and stretch defenses in the process. So there's that aspect of it. But right now, LSU, the slight favorite. And I concur with you. I think if there's any concern about the LSU team, it would be the corners. And I'm not questioning whether they can play or not. But what you've got is a whole bunch of new players and a whole bunch of transfers that have played elsewhere but haven't played together first and foremost. And secondly, you know, how good are they against this competition? I mean, you got Syracuse, you got Ohio State, even Southeastern Louisiana transfers back there. I think the linebackers will be good. I think the defensive line is good. And safeties will be fine, okay, with the experience they have. But cornerback to me would be – Certainly the question, because I think their offense, LSU's offense, I think is good all around. So I agree with you, Ed. Yeah. I mean, look, I I think LSU has a chance to be really, really good offensively. Uh, Certainly, I I don't think they'll be as good as 2019 when they had Joe Burrow, Justin Jefferson, and Jamar Chase, and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I don't think we're looking at that kind of offensive team where the quarterback threw for 60 touchdown passes. But I think the quarterback, if he stays healthy, is going to have a very big year. And, you know, I like their offensive line. You know, that used to be an area that they would struggle. But, you know, I think Will Campbell has a chance to be a first-round pick. So does Emory Jones. And I, I think that the center position is a good one for them as well. So um, I like their offensive line. I think they're tight end. They're loaded. You know, Mason Taylor uh, had a great freshman year. And uh, they're good at quarterback. They have a, a – Castle of running backs. They, they're, they're overcrowded there. And I think their wide receivers are really good too. So, you know, the, the two people, Kenny, that I, I think they can least afford to lose are the two big tackles and maybe the quarterback. Because I think if they get an injury in, in another place, they can probably weather that. Does that make sense? I think so. Look, I I think, you know, they're okay at quarterback because Usmeyer can play. Uh, right. Jaden Daniels gives them a different dimension. No, the two tackles are obviously very important to them. And, and certainly offensive line depth would be another little bit of a concern. So, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. I mean, look, uh, this looks to me like a, like a really good team. And, um, you know, they, if they win the first game, they're, they're, they're off and running. And, you know, they've, they've got some tough games early in the season. 
And, um, you know, look, we'll see what happens. I mean, it, 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 could, um, it, could, it could be a very, very good year. Well, the, the other question, to your calls in a moment, 504-260-1061. The question about running back is who emerges out of the eight backs, Renee Renato wrote about it this week at CrescentCitySports.com, to sort it all out. And my take would be that, you know, you would have a mix which includes uh, Josh Williams, Logan Diggs, Noah Kane, and the wild card possibly being John Emery. And I'm not ruling out Bradford. You know, I'm not ruling out any of the others. The two freshmen are good. But uh, Diggs is a proven player who can do it all. Uh, certainly, Emery, when he's on the field, is a proven player who can do it all. But can you count on him? And Josh Williams is a team leader whom they like. And Noah Kane, you know, was a solid guy for them last year. And by all accounts, he's gotten a little quicker this year. So that's my guess. But ultimately, Ed, you, you got to settle on three, right? Well, I don't know how you can play four. I, I guess you can, but the only reason you'd play four is you're trying to keep a whole bunch of guys happy. Yeah. And I, I don't really know if you can do that, Kenny. I, I really don't. And, um, you know, I think Josh Williams is going to play, and I think uh, Logan Diggs is going to play. I think those are two guys that are going to play, and, you know, and I think Kane's going to play. I, it's just going to be it's going to be very, very interesting to see how that all unfolds and, and how they decide that um, situation. Because, you know, Brian Kelly in the spring went out of his way to praise Noah Kane. And, um, you know, look, anybody who runs behind that offensive line, though, is going to average five yards a carry. 504-260-1061 to join us. Our friend Terry is in Slidell. It's always a pleasure, Terry. Good morning to you. Hey, good morning, guys. I agree with 100% what y'all saying. But what I have a question about is this. You know all these college football realignments, you know, this in UCLA, and they never thought about the other school, I mean, other sporting events, other sports that have to, they don't travel. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying, say you got a volleyball team at UCLA, and they got to play at Rutgers, and then they got to be back home to go to school. You know, none of these big, I mean, you See what I'm talking about? I read an article after I got off the phone with you. What about all the minor minor teams that don't have that have they don't get charter uh, planes? They have to take commercial airlines. You know, nobody thought about that, did they? Oh, they well, did. I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, look, Terry, it's a Terry, it's a football decision. All right, when 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 USC and UCLA decided they were going to the Big Ten, they didn't consult the volleyball coach. Yeah, I understand. That's what I'm saying. You know, it's like, yeah. see, it's, you know, football yeah. is a thing that drives a driving force. But, you know, look at mm-hmm. LSU. If LSU has baseball, football, mm-hmm. basketball, women's basketball. And then I heard a comment the other day by uh, Brian Kelly. said, yeah, I'm next in line. I better win this year. They might fire me. You know, after after mm-hmm. with, with uh, you know, Kim and uh, well, John, you know. Well, they'd, they'd have to pay him a lot of money. You know, look. You know, it's a it's a football decision. You know what happens if what happens if and I'm not saying this is going to happen, but what happens if Cal and Stanford and SMU go to the Atlantic Coast Conference? Oh, and and then and then Oregon State and Washington State go to the American Athletic Conference. 
Well, yeah, then, then, yeah, then where's your Power yeah. Five football team? Well, I know, but what I'm saying is, on a on a on a on a Thursday night, the the Tulane girls are going to be playing volleyball in Pullman, Washington. You, you know what yeah. I mean? I I just it doesn't, and I'm not saying that's going to happen, but it's always a possibility. I think anything's a possibility at this point. But, but you know, the, the one thing one thing that the SEC commissioner said that I agree with is that we're only in two time zones. You know, and the, and the only two schools I would I would, if I were the SEC, the only two schools I would even consider taking, if I was going to expand any more, would be Clemson and Florida State. That that's who I would. And guess yeah. what? Then Georgia would have to play them almost every year because they you know, they not have well, divisions anymore. Yeah, I, I know. But anyway, that that that's something I was reading the article after I got off Joe and that, that makes a lot of sense you know they, they, they don't care about all, the only thing they care about is football and the SEC's been like that for um, at least 80 years And but you know I have to agree with what you said about LSU you know but I, I'm a long time LSU fan as y'all know that and every time LSU's picked to do something great <laughs> they never do they always fall flat on their face well, like you see, I see. I disagree with that, Gary, uh, Terry, because I'll, because I'll, because I'll ask you this: In 2007, LSU won the national championship, right? Right. What was their preseason ranking? Uh, I can't two. Remember that? Two. Back. I could, I could two. tell you the games, but I couldn't tell you what was it. Two. They, they were, were second. Three? Yeah, they were I two. So I mean, I, I'm not. I you know, I don't really know. I don't really know. Uh, you know, look, let, let's be honest. That's one of the great things about August. Everyone can have all the conjecture they want. It's just amazing how everything changes once the games begin to be played in September. And that's what yeah. I look forward to. But, I mean, well, look, I last you. year last year after the Florida State game, I thought the world was over. All right? Uh, I, I, woke, I, woke, I woke up, I woke up on, on, on Labor Day Monday. I woke up after the game. I woke up the next morning, okay, and I thought the purple and gold sky was falling. I mean, I thought I thought it was going to be a disaster. And then after the Tennessee game, it was going to certifiably be a disaster. It was an it was Armageddon. And all of a sudden, guess what happened? Well, quarterback started playing better, and here we are. Like the Florida State game, I had LSU to win seven or more. And after the Florida State game, I said, man, I'm going to have trouble getting my seven more. Then I had them winning the SEC West. I said, now, that's an impossibility. Hey, man, guess what? I won both. <laughs> yes. But, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to this year. And, um, yeah, I, I'd say Florida State and Clemson, that would be uh, – that that, you'd have the best teams in the country playing. But, but then yep. can we get – can Vanderbilt go to, like, the uh, – AAC or something. <laughs> that's not happening. Yeah, that that's ain't not happening, happening, brother. They're not leaving. That that's, ain't one happening. Give, that's one thing I gotta give Vanderbilt credit for. They stayed in the conference. They take their licks, but they get them big bucks well, every football season. You know, you know, Terry. It's funny you should say that because in 1995, we were in Nashville before we became an ABC affiliate. We did Zephyr's games, and Kenny was doing the Zephyr's games on the radio at that point, and WGNO TV would do. Uh, eight to ten Zephyrs games a year, and we really enjoy doing them on television. So we're in Nashville, and I pick up the Nashville paper, 
I don't know if it was the banner or whatever one it was there. And I pick up the Nashville paper, and there's a columnist writing that Vanderbilt should get out of the SEC. Mm -hmm. And I was like, no, 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 no. Look, what, look, look at the negative fallout of that at Tulane University. And thankfully, uh, the people in Vanderbilt didn't heed that, and they stayed in the SEC because they're reaping the benefits. No, they are. They are that. Yeah, when I lived up there, it was just, you know, I, I remember going to LSU Vanderbilt baseball games, and the Vanderbilt fans showed up like about five minutes before the first pitch, and they didn't have any seats left. They wouldn't know what was going on. I said, the LSU fans got here early. Mm, but anyway, yeah. uh, two weeks from the day. Yes, sir. All right, guys. Talk to you Ready to later. roll. All right, Jerry. Gotcha. Pleasure. Thank you for Thank the you. call. 504-260-1061 to join us. We'll take a time out here. Second hour begins in just a moment. We'll talk Saints and more as we continue with the Three Tailgater Show here on Nash Icon 106.1 FM and on the web at NashFM1061.com. With over 15 acres of cars and trucks at the Lamarck Automotive Complex, there must be a reason. Buying a new car shouldn't be complicated. That's why our expert staff is here to help. So I've been selling new Ford cars and trucks since 1970. That's over 50 years. Wow, there must be a reason. With your lifestyle and budget in mind, our finance team works hard to be the best in the business. Only at Lamarck Ford, at the Lamarck Automotive Complex. There must be a reason. When the final horn blows at the Allstate Sugar Bowl, the action is just beginning as another jam-packed year of Sugar Bowl activity lies just ahead. With over 55 annual events, including all Louisiana High School State Championships, the Sugar Bowl support of amateur athletics adds up to big fun and big dollars for our economy. From the Crescent City Classic to lacrosse, sailing, basketball, and more, the Sugar Bowl has something for most everyone. For more on the great things the Sugar Bowl is doing, log on to AllstateSugarBowl.org. Sponsored by Allstate, Taco Bell, and Dr. Pepper. Cookie wants to be a professional wrestler. I'm Cookie Serratos and I'm 11 years old. She also wants to win all the medals. That's why Cookie and her family make every day count, squeezing out her best with Go Go Squeeze. Okay, Cookie, let's break for a Go Go Squeeze. Go Go Squeeze fruit on the go pouches are a nutritious snack made from 100% fruit with no sugar added. Go Cookie! Because when you nurture your kids, you squeeze out the best in them. Squeeze out the best with Go Go Squeeze. Not a low calorie food. Products range from 11 to 13 grams of sugar and 60 to 70 calories per serving. Keeping your kids safe is a full-time job. Whether it's putting on outlet covers, installing child gates, or gluing down your priceless face. So Duracell made one part of childproofing simple. Our lithium coin batteries are the only ones coated in a non-toxic bitterant to help discourage swallowing. Your kid is safer, and you've got one less thing to worry about. Or glue down. Duracell. Engineered for more. Available in 2032, 2025, and 2016 sizes. For 17 years, the RNO Carriers New Orleans Bowl has been proud to support one of the area's great traditions, high school football and the Prep Football Player of the Week Award. The RNO Carriers New Orleans Bowl's weekly recognition of excellence on the field by high school student athletes reflects our understanding of the importance of athletics in the development of our youth. The Prep Player of the Year is annually presented with the Ronald D. Gardner Award on the field of the Caesar Superdome during the RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl. The RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl, a New Orleans institution. Visit us at NewOrleansBowl.com. Have you ever noticed that when the afternoon light hits your floors, you can see everything, including dust? So much dust. And that floor dust gets kicked up into the air, compromising the quality of air you and your family breathe. Eesh. Swiffer Heavy Duty Sweeper is the fast and easy way to clean your floors with ultra-thick pads that trap and lock dust before it gets in the air. Just a couple minutes a day, 
and dust is gone. Swiffer Heavy Duty Sweeper. <sighs> Proud partner of the American Lung Association. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. O'Reilly Auto Parts' new Brake Best Select Pro brand raises the bar for the best aftermarket domestic brake pads and rotors available. For vehicle-specific friction formulations, quiet tech noise-canceling shims, and stainless steel hardware, choose Brake Best Select Pro. Professional-grade brakes from the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. At the UPS store, you can ship it all. We're your bulky sports equipment shipping store. Your heavy luggage shipping store. Your fancy art shipping store. We're even your, I can't believe it's already time for back to school shipping store. So visit your neighborhood We Ship It All store for dependable UPS shipping with easy to use tracking and competitive rates. The UPS store, be unstoppable. The UPS store locations are independently owned. Product services, pricing and hours may vary. See center for details. Broadcasting from the Dudley DeBosier Studios. Anytime, anywhere, smartphone, tune-in radio app, we are WRKN. 106.1 Nash Icon, Picayune, New Orleans. The second hour begins. It's the Three Tailgaters Show on 106.1 Nash Icon, NashFM1061.com, and at CrescentCitySports.com. Be a part of the show. Call 504-260-1061. Back to Ken Trahan and Ed Daniels. Second hour begins here on the Three Tailgaters Show on this Saturday morning. And, of course, we'll get into the Saints and much more as well as we continue on. And we are glad to do so. And we're happy you've joined us. We do want to mention to you that the 85th year of the Greater New Orleans Quarterback Club will kick off on Tuesday, August 29th at noon at the cannery at 3803 Toulouse Street in New Orleans. It will be a very outstanding first meeting. Gail Benson, principal owner of the New Orleans Saints and Pelicans, will be on hand to speak, as will Tulane head football coach Willie Fritz, LSU senior athletic administrator Verge Osbury, John Curtis Christian head football coach J.T. Curtis, and St. Martin's Episcopal head coach Kevin Dyser. All will be on hand to speak, and that will be coming up on Tuesday, August 29th at noon at the Cannery, 3803 Toulouse Street in New Orleans. The information is posted at CrescentCitySports.com. You can go to the Cannery website, that's the Cannery NOLA, to get more information on it uh, or to reserve your seats because we expect a good crowd. And in addition to that, let me give you uh, the information about a phone number and an email address. You can call Stan Kahneman, that's Stan Kahneman, 504-908-6080. That's 504-908-6080. Or email scottlaw at aol.com. That's scott, S-K-O-T, law, L-A-W, at aol.com. Greater New Orleans Quarterback Club. 85 years, Ed. That's amazing, isn't it? You know, it's amazing. I remember uh, going to the club when I was a, uh, a young reporter. I just got back into New Orleans back in the in the early 80s and and Dr. Abe Michael was still running the show. And it's, it's amazing that all these years later that, uh, that uh, the quarterback club continues and, and you and, uh, and Kevin and, and Stan have done a great job of, of keeping it going. I think it's fantastic. Looking forward to it. It'll be fun. And again, we meet monthly, six straight months, and the first meeting on August 29th. Great speakers every month. We're working on some big names as we speak. So stay tuned for that. It's 504-260-1061. Joe's in Mandeville. Hi, Joe. Good morning to you. 
Hey. Hey, Joe. Yeah, let me help out Terry here uh, with the mm-hmm. attending classes while you're cross country, you know, traveling cross country. Mm-hmm. Uh, most schools do online. Hell, my daughter was at UL and she did a whole course on her phone. Okay. Zoom classes, they just open up the laptop and they zoom in and then they're on their way. They do it on the buses, they do it on the plane. Buddy of mine was at the regatta in London where UT was doing their rowing competition. And after the class, after the races, they had about five or six students in the middle of the summer now. They were taking summer classes on their laptops, taking courses, getting their work done. You know, I mean, it's a lot more flexible. What they do is they give you assignments. You've got the whole week to do it. And a lot of times, in my daughter's case, she was doing it the very last day of the week on Friday. And then they give you an hour, hour and a half to complete the lesson. So I don't see that to be in a, a, any kind of an issue. And in the LSU's case, Darius Geis. My son was in the same class with Darius Geis. Huh. Never saw him once, okay? <laughs> huh. Never saw him once in class, okay? Mm-hmm. And they were passing around that sheet to make sure you sign in. He never showed up once. So you just never know. And then for the sake of Stanford and Cal and SMU, all of them highly achievable uh, academic standards, Okay. They're on their laptop doing their lessons. I guarantee you that. Mm-hmm. I need to take on it. Before I got to, I got really got to ask you about the LSU season, but go ahead. Well, I mean, I, I, I would think that a lot of those uh, classes certainly can be uh, taken remotely. I was talking to a, a college athlete uh, yesterday, not yesterday, but a few days ago, who's doing his entire fall semester remotely. So I think. Certainly, some of that can be done, but I, I still think that, you know, again, this is a this is a football decision. If you yeah. do have a if you do have a class to go to, like I said before, and I'll stand by what I said. Nobody asked the volleyball coach at USC or UCLA if they wanted to join the Big Ten, and you know, look, I've done my share of, of traveling, and and Kenny has done more than his share of traveling doing minor league baseball all those years. And yeah. When you've got to go across the country and then you've got to be on the next day, whether it's doing a broadcast or in a class, you when you have to be present and awake, and I mean engaged, I think is the proper yeah. word, it's not easy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Not okay, easy. Okay, enlighten Enlighten me about LSU here. I mean, you're talking that they're going to have a big year. We said okay. they could have a big year. I didn't. I didn't say they were going to have a big year. They they well, have the chance to have a big year. I without think. a doubt. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, without I mean, and the number and I think, and, right. And I think the fact that their total is nine and a half, which is the third highest in the Southeastern Conference behind Georgia and Alabama, would tell you that the. The people who do this for a living think they have a pretty good, they have a chance. Now, the people who do this for a living also had them at seven last year. So, you know, right. take it for what it is. Right. 
Well, it's the same thing with Alabama. You know, they're running and crow. They're they're talking about their running backs. They say they got a whole bevy of running backs, and they're all five stars. And they've got their best running back only had six hundred yards last year. Okay, are you telling me they're going to break a thousand this year? And it's the same way about Emory. This guy's a five star running back at LSU, and never, never, ever. Mm-hmm. Seen the whole field for the whole season. Am I right? It's, Can you count it's, on it? It's not. Uh, it's not been. Um, it's not been what we we thought it would be. I think it, it's not been what the young man thought it would be either. Right. He's had trouble, there's, and there's no bones about it. And then I, let's hope he gets to the NFL. But the point I'm trying to make is that I'm wondering: Are we going to see another case on here? This guy was supposed to be a top ten. Well, I mean, look, but John John Emery is no no one. I haven't seen any draft projection ever that had John Emery as a first round pick. No, and I, not even. And, and and I think John Emery has ability to play in the NFL. I do. I th- I think he has NFL ability. But I mean, for whatever reason, and look, I I think that uh, you know Brian Kelly has not gotten super expansive about what's going on, but he's made it pretty clear that it is academically related. And I think what he's trying to do is he's trying to help the young man and he wants him to graduate. And I think that's a, uh, that's a commendable thing. I think that's, that's what a coach should be doing. Okay. All right. So you think, I mean, you think the schedule is favorable? That's why I'm asking. Well, I mean, look, I think LSU's schedule is a lot tougher than Georgia's. I mean, Kenny and I oh, could yeah. be six. Kenny and I could be six and six against Georgia's <laughs> that, schedule. That, okay, that right? is an absolute <laughs> joke of a schedule. I mean, look, Georgia, Georgia could, Georgia could lose to Tennessee on October eighteenth. They could lose in at Georgia? Tennessee. No, at, at Tennessee. Oh, it's at Tennessee. And I don't think they will, but they could, and they could still, they could still get get into the playoff. All right, because they won the last two. So right. I mean, look, Georgia. Georgia has a soft schedule, and there's a reason why Alabama is was complaining about their three permanents in this uh, setup when they would theoretically have LSU, Tennessee, and Auburn. Is you know, I mean, look, Alabama has had an easier schedule than LSU every year. Oh, all yeah. these all these SEC teams. All right, yeah. Mississippi State's permanent is Kentucky. Is that right? Yep. Vanderbilt's permanent is Ole Miss. All right, LSU's permanent is Florida. Is anybody feeling sorry for LSU or Florida? No. So yeah. what? And you know, but I think the answer, the answer is look, we're going to play nine league games at some point. I know there's probably going to be a TV renegotiation with that. We're going to play nine games. The league's going to assign you your three permanents, and you live with it. Now LSU's three permanents are going to be Alabama, Ole Miss, and Texas A&M in all likelihood. So that's what it looks like based on what the schedule looks like in 2024. So that's where we are. Yeah. And, you know, and I don't know if you all knew this. I've been calling Tuscaloosa and absolutely harassing them, okay? And, (laughs) And I've got their head spinning simply because I've told them the same story. You've had 
very soft schedule. No it's doubt. Absolutely nothing for the past 15 years, okay? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, and they're, and they're whining about it, especially Saban, okay? Well, look, and, the, uh, the two biggest games they've had on their schedule is LSU and Auburn. Those are the only two teams in the in the Southeastern Conference that have had any success against them. You know, Malzahn had some nice success against uh, Saban, and uh, in the time that he was at uh, that he was at Auburn, and and LSU has beaten Alabama two of the last four, and frankly, they should have won in 2021. They gave the game away, but you yeah. know what? You can't tell me that uh, LSU in Florida as their permanents are not at a competitive disadvantage when it comes to um, competing for only two or four playoff spots, because they are, period. I'll let you go. Just to remind you, this SMU thing going to the ACC is terrifying to think about. If Why is they that? Get in a, well, I mean, if they get in a power five, it's going to be like what they were doing in the 70s. I'm telling you, they're worse than Auburn, okay, when it comes to cheating. And the only reason why they're not doing it now is because they don't really have anything to, to play for. But if they get in a power five, I'm telling you, this is going to be awful to see. All right, I'll let you go. But, uh, again, it'll right. be enticing to see. And um, Sounds to me like to you don't like the ponies. Sounds to me like you don't like the ponies, JoJo. Well, look, I, come on, man. You know what it was like back in the 70s. Uh, we had Eric Dickerson in our back pocket at Texas 80s. until somebody bought him a Z28. <laughs> okay. The Pony well, Express. Yeah. Come on, yeah. JoJo, the Pony Express, buddy. <laughs> I'll let you go. Bye. <laughs> okay, Joe. <laughs> always, always interesting. Always a pleasure. All right, Joe, 504 1061 much appreciated. Well, when I think about this this conference alignment, or as I like to call it, misalignment, because mm-hmm. it's a mistake in many instances, mm-hmm. uh, I immediately hearken back to Louisiana Tech in their years in the WAC and how yeah, they had to travel that, huh? to the Pacific Northwest, to California, to Hawaii, and everything else in all sports, which to, to this day I, I never quite understood. You can sell me on stepping up and getting more TV and more share and more recognition, but the cost element for travel is astronomical aside from the inability of fans to follow you. And you talk about crossing time zones. That was one that will always stick out in my mind as being, you know, the exhibit A with regard to what not to do with this misalignment, as I like to call it. (laughs) Well, just think about it. Did you ever think that we would ever live long enough, Kenny, to see Stanford and California apply for admission to the Atlantic Coast Conference? Yeah. I mean, I mean seriously? Come on. Yeah, and, listen. I mean, it's the haves and the have-nots. And the have-nots Big Ten now is out. 18. Is the Big yes. Ten's now the Big 18. The Big 18, man. That's right. you got to change your name. Come right. on, man. That's the beauty of the SEC. You don't have any number attached here, like the Big 12 or the Big 10 or the Pac-12 or whatever else is out there in that regard. I never quite understood the use of the remuneration there anyway. So I kind of kind of closed the door right on on adding to it, unless you wanted to change the name. But that's that's just me for whatever 
it's worth. Uh, all right, so a few more thoughts on LSU. We'll get into the Saints coming up, 2601061, the number to call. Uh, again, cornerback, I think we both agree, is the primary concern. Offense, just no perceivable weakness, good across the board uh, in all aspects. Defensive line, got to get Mason Smith healthy and keep him there. Uh, gave everybody a little bit of a scare this past week, but expect him to be fine. Wingo's really good, obviously. You know, they got Harold Perkins at the second level and coming off the edge, even though he'll play in the mic position quite a bit. Uh, kicking game has to be better. Aaron Anderson will help the return game. Again, a lot to like. You circle games on the schedule, as always. Yeah, aside from Florida State, you know, there are certain games that you schedule. Alabama will always be amongst those scheduled. And, I mean, I, I would even, you know, circle – Mississippi State because it's the first SEC game and it's on the road. And then, of course, Texas A&M because they whipped LSU on the road last year. Those are games that I would certainly circle. Yeah. I mean, look, it never turns out the way you think it's going to be. So let's just let the season play out. Let's let's see what happens week one. You'll be able to tell a lot. But you know what? Even week one's not an indicator now based on what happened last season. Well, I think it's all relative to when you play people, too. Because as we saw last year, after the Tennessee game, LSU became a different team. They were really good. But then when they went to Arkansas in the cold, they barely survived. They weren't very good uh, on that day. And it, it was the shape of things to come with A&M. So it's all about when you're catching people, health-wise, fatigue, the whole deal, beat up, whatever the case may be. It's, it's part of the deal. So that's why depth is so important to look at. It's easy for us to sit here and analyze Talk about frontline players and how good they are at every which team that we discuss. But ultimately, depth will play a large role, and that's certainly the case with the Saints, too, which we're going to get into next. Yeah, I don't think there's any doubt. Glad you're with us. It's 504-260-1061. That's 504-260-1061. When we return following this brief timeout, we'll transition into the NFL, the New Orleans Saints discussion. And your calls, again, 504-260-1061. That's next as we continue with more of the 3 Gator show. Ken and Ed here on Nash Icon 106.1 FM. And as always, we're on the web at NashFM1061.com. This is Kevin Mamahat. For most of us, the largest single purchase we'll ever make is when buying a home. That's why thousands of homeowners each year choose to protect their largest investment with Rhino Shield. Rhino Shield is the only international architectural ceramic coating that gives residential and commercial owners peace of mind. Along with our 25-year warranty, our ceramic coating reflects the ultraviolet rays we experience here in Louisiana, Mississippi, and Alabama, keeping your home cooler with less strain on your air conditioner. And it's more affordable than you think. So give us a call for your free estimate, 504-407-2222, or visit rhinoshieldmidsouth.com. Call now, and you can get the guaranteed protection of Rhino Shield for 20% off the regular price, 407-2222, or visit rhinoshieldmidsouth.com. Don't paint, don't rhino, go Rhino Shield. Never paint your house again, Rhino Shield. 
The Sugar Bowl and Louisiana Tourism proudly present the Sugar Bowl Country Kickoff featuring Garth Brooks with special guests Lainey Wilson and Nitty Gritty Dirt Band Saturday, September 2nd at the Caesars Superdome. Celebrate college football's opening weekend in New Orleans with the Sugar Bowl's inaugural festival of country music. On sale now at Ticketmaster.com slash Garth Brooks. Tickets $98.95 all-inclusive. Don't miss Louisiana Sugar Bowl Country Kickoff featuring Garth Brooks. Cookie wants to be a professional wrestler. I'm Cookie Serratos and I'm 11 years old. She also wants to win all the medals. That's why Cookie and her family make every day count, squeezing out her best with Go-Go Squeeze. Okay, Cookie, let's break for a Go-Go Squeeze. Go-Go Squeeze fruit-on-the-go pouches are a nutritious snack made from 100% fruit with no sugar added. Go, Cookie! Because when you nurture your kids, you squeeze out the best in them. Squeeze out the best with Go-Go Squeeze. Not a low-calorie food. Products range from 11 to 13 grams of sugar and 60 to 70 calories per serving. Keeping your kids safe is a full-time job. Whether it's putting on outlet covers, installing child gates, or gluing down your priceless face. So Duracell made one part of childproofing simple. Our lithium coin batteries are the only ones coated in a non-toxic bitterant to help discourage swallowing. Your kid is safer, and you've got one less thing to worry about. Or glue down. Duracell. Engineered for more. Available in 2032, 2025, and 2016 sizes. Daiquiri Run on 61. Incredible daiquiris and delicious food for lunch and dinner. All the daiquiris, cocktails, and beer, plus all the burgers, wings, wraps, po'boys, and apps you can imagine. Over 61 different types of daiquiris, all on airline, just off Clearview Parkway in Metairie. The food is amazing, the drinks are incredible, and the fun is even better. It's all happening at the Daiquiri Run on 61. Airline Highway just off Clearview in Metairie. The fun never stops at the Daiquiri Run. Daiquiri Run. Daiquiri Run. Your weekly forum for genuine, substantive talk with a focus on facts and fact-based opinions. Time to share your passion on the Three Tailgaters Show here on 106.1 Nash Icon, NashFM1061.com, and through CrescentCitySports.com. The number to call, 504-260-1061. Glad you're with us on this Saturday morning. Ken Trahan with you at Daniels, of course. Uh, my partner, as we march on and we transition to the New Orleans Saints. And I, I guess first and foremost, that at this stage, we still expect them to play tomorrow? Uh, they're supposedly going to have a, a meeting about it today. And frankly, I, I can't believe it, honestly, Kenny, that you're going to play a preseason game in a town that is under a tropical storm watch. A tropical storm warning. Okay, they're in a tropical storm warning. The city of Los Angeles is in a tropical storm warning. And you're going to play. You know, Jim, Jim Mora got offended when Juan Svoboda asked him about a meaningless game. All right. Mm-hmm. You're going to play a truly meaningless game in a, in a city that is under a tropical mm. storm warning. I can't imagine... Uh, that happens now maybe it does i don't know what the what the take is on the the mayor and the police force in the city of los angeles about that but i would imagine for an nfl game you need a ton of police officers to make the whole traffic and security apparatus work i cannot imagine that they're going to play this game but they may interesting enough to uh and again i'm not going to 
uh, validate this, but just reporting what's being reported uh, by TMZ Sports that Jimmy Graham has been arrested for being under the influence of a controlled substance and resisting, delaying, and obstructing a police officer. That coming uh, in Southern California, where the Saints are. Dove Kleeman also tweeting out that Graham was wandering in traffic, and per the report, law enforcement responded to a call for a suspicious person acting erratically near a Southern California resort. And at the scene, using his words, cops claim they witnessed Graham walking in the streets and they attempted to arrest him, but he resisted. Again, this is a report from TMZ, Dove Kleeman giving it credibility and tweeting it. So can't say anything else about it other than that's what has been reported by these entities. And obviously that's, that's a concern and it's, a, it's frustrating, but that's all we can say at this particular point, Ed. Yeah, it's, uh, it's unfortunate, if true. If true. And again, we qualify that. This is a report if from true. TMZ. If true. And a report from TMZ and Dove Kleeman tweeting out uh, the information, but just quoting what was stated in this particular report. But you need some further recognition and validity to be able to decipher exactly what has transpired. But we'll leave it at that. Uh, and we'll talk about the Saints here momentarily. But as far as, far as Graham is concerned, uh, Ed, there was no guarantee that he's making the roster. There is no guarantee he's making the roster. I think he has a legitimate chance based upon what has transpired to this point, but that's a very crowded position. Yeah, and if this this report is true, he hasn't helped himself. No, exactly. So that's what I, that was if going to be my, my next point, and if again, it's true. If, and, yes. and we just say if at this point. Right, and we're just quoting what is reported here from that particular entity. That's all. So, but again, that, and then we'll start there with the Saints discussion, uh, the tight end position. Uh, Graham or no Graham, that's a crowded position. I mean, you've got a lot of guys that can play. And Saints are going to have to sort that mm -hmm. out because mm -hmm. I think they can keep three plus Taysom Hill, mm -hmm. you know, as a quote-unquote fourth. I think that's probably the number. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, look, um, you can't take Juwan Johnson off the field. Nope. He's one of your best players on offense now. Correct. He's earned that. He's what – he is a legitimate threat at the tight end position. If you saw that first drive, uh, Kansas City had a safety on him in man coverage, and he ate that guy alive, Justin Reed. Um, he just had a hard time keeping up with Juwan Johnson. He's not an easy cover. I'm not being super critical of the, of the defensive player. I'm just saying that Juwan Johnson's a very tough cover. So you can't take him off the field, and because of his ability to be a, a blocker and a pass catcher, I don't think you're going to take Foster Morrow off the field either. So you only got maybe one more spot and maybe a maybe a uh, maybe a uh, a practice squad spot as well. Well, that would seem to be Lucas Crow practice squad. You've got Holtz who you brought back. You got Jesse James, of course, the veteran as well. And again, if you count Taysom Hill and then Jimmy Graham. And again, we just wait to see what comes out of this report, whether it's legit. Uh, or partially legit or not. But again, just mentioning what has been reported from TMZ. 504-260-1061 to join us. And Kurt's in New Orleans. Good morning, Kurt. How are you? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Good morning. Hey, I'm, I'm kind of with, with Ed on this. The first thing I thought, you know, I mean, a, a tropical depression storm hitting 
the LA area early Monday morning. Um, you know, they obviously, to me, maybe don't understand. They don't have a lot of experience with these storms from what I'm reading. People trying to fly out and all. It, it's kind of hard to believe, but hey. You know, guys, I was watching Kamara last week, and he just really looked good. He looked fresh. He just looked, he just looked snappy. He looked like the old guy. <laughs> Um, and I, I'm gonna tell you a quick story. I was doing my studies for my uh, my drafts and uh, reading on Jamar, you know, Jameer Gibbs and how excited Campbell was when they picked him. It, it, some some think it was a reach, but you know he's jumping up and down and just excited to use him. And when I'm reading, they want to use him like Kamara was used more in the past. You know, 70, 80 balls a year. You know, three years in a row. And I feel like the additions of these two guys, I mean, I know, you know, the TCU kids got a uh, you know, knee injury. Hopefully be ready. But, you know, they, you know, he could be more, you know, more selective touches, more more the catches he used to get. You know, less, you know, I mean, let's face it. You know, the younger Ingram, when he was used with Kamara, that's the last reliable co-back he had. The older Ingram, the Tavis Murray, uh, you know, that bottom line, he was pushed more into between the tackles, or more usage. Rather than, I say gadget, but rather than that Reggie Bush's type pressure, um, I just think we could use him more like we did use him when Peyton, when Sean used him at his best, is what I'm saying. Your comments on that? Well, first of all, Kendry Miller's practicing this week, so I think there's that, that's dispelled the thoughts about him being out. I think he'll be okay to go, barring any further complications. The second thing is with regard to the running back situation with Kamara, they have a guy in Jamal Williams that led the NFL in touchdowns last year. So he's a tough dude. He can fill that Ingram role that you just spoke of, I think, very well, based upon yeah. where he's at at this stage of his career and based on the type of runner he is. He's more of a north-south guy. He's not a pass receiver. I think he fits that mold very well, which yeah. enables you to use Kamara uh, in more, not so much of a specialized role, but more of a defined role without having to have him touch the ball 25 or 30 times a game. That right. said, you want your playmakers right. to touch the football. And the Saints' playmakers are pretty obvious there. Alvin Kamara, who won't be there for the first three games. Tatum Hill, who's nagging, I got a little calf nagging problem right now himself. Jawan Johnson, whom Ed mentioned. Chris Olave, who by all indications will be even better this year. And, and of course, the, the wild card being Michael Thomas and what he's going to be. Those are the guys that are playmakers that you want to get the ball in their hands, Ed? Well, I mean, those are the guys, absolutely. And, um, you know, I mean, I, I, that's why, you know, when people talk about the, the, the tight end situation, um, you know, I, I think your first two guys are pretty much are set, set in stone. And uh, after yeah. that, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see who makes the roster. But, you know, you've got, you've got a guy who in Jawan Johnson who I, I'm sure is a capable blocker blocker but his strength is is getting down the seam in mismatches and he's a tough cover I don't think a linebacker can cover him I think he's a tough option for a safety I mean the guy had seven touchdown catches last yeah. year wouldn't yeah. wouldn't wouldn't surprise me a bit if if he if he gets close to double digits this year that's how guy how, yeah. and the guy's awfully good in the red zone because he's such a big target so yeah. I mean I you know and 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 look, they they got Foster Morrow for a couple of reasons. Number one, he's played with Carr, so there's no uh, acclimation there. Those guys are very close. Plus, Foster Morrow is a is a tight end that can that can can catch the football, but also can inline block. 
You know, and as far mm-hmm. as Kamara is mm-hmm. concerned, I think Kamara needs to be on a pitch count. And I've said this all along. If yeah. he gets north of 20, Kurt, yeah. touches a game, that's yeah. probably not a good thing. You want him to be no. fresh at the end yeah. of the season. And, I think. And, I if, think and if you got, and if you got, yeah. and, and if you got two other backs who are good yeah. players, and they can share some of the load, then in December and January, when the yeah. games are theoretically critical and you're pretty yeah. good, yeah. then yeah. then you've got him ready to go and you've got him healthy. I think Kenny said the magic word with more specialized. I think that fits. Last question, Ed. You know, the fair question that you asked lately about who do we have behind Shahid and Michael Thomas, I was really happy to see Kirkwood and Pratt, you know, early in the game, you know, make some plays. And I think that's encouraging for, you know, the young guys, you know. Um, you know, well, you know, I mean, we'll, you know. We'll, we'll see about that. I think that's a, still an area of concern. Absolutely. We need, yeah, we need a veteran. We definitely need a veteran. Have a great day, y'all. Have a great weekend. Okay. Good, buddy. Appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, I think Jawan Johnson is the the modern-day version of Jimmy Graham when Graham was here. I'm not saying he's going to put up the numbers Graham did, but I think he's very similar. He's tall, he's faster than most tight ends, and he's a tough cover, and he's going to command attention, and he's going to help the others to get man coverage in the process, taking away a lot of the attention from him. I think he's that type of guy. I really do, and I think – He's just getting better. I think Chris Olave is just getting better. I think Rashid Shaheed, if healthy, will just be better than he was. So even if you, you get nominal performance from Michael Thomas, you're better than you were last year. Uh, and, of course, you got Derek Carr at quarterback, which is an improvement as well. And Jamal Williams over you know, the, the, last, uh, the last segment of Mark Ingram is certainly an improvement too. So... Yeah, the, the bottom line is I think they're better on offense. And they had to be because they just weren't that good last year. Therefore, we'll find out more about Pete Carmichael as a lone play caller this year than we did last year because he's got more to work with. And I think the evaluation this year is not just for Dennis Allen, but I also think it's for Pete Carmichael. And I think we'll know more about them definitively by the end of this season. Yeah, after the end of the second year, I think you could really – and, you know, look – uh, they, they've had two drafts. They've had the, Dennis Allen has had a chance to retool his coaching staff and, and get some of the people that he trusts and he wants in the organization, and, and you would expect them to make progress this year. More on the Saints in a moment. It's 504-260-1061. That's 504-260-1061 to join in the conversation. We'll take a time out here, and when we return in just a moment – more on the Saints as we continue with the Three Tailgaters Show here on Nash Icon 106.1 FM and at NashFM1061.com. Hi, this is Ken Trahan. The Three Tailgaters Show is a Saturday morning tradition on 106.1 Nash Icon. Tune in every Saturday morning from 10 a.m. to noon with my partner Ed Daniels of WGNO and WNOL to join me to talk sports with you every single week with your calls as well. The Three Tailgater Show, Saturday mornings, 10 a.m. to noon on 1061 Nash Icon. 
When the final horn blows at the Allstate Sugar Bowl, the action is just beginning as another jam-packed year of Sugar Bowl activity lies just ahead. With over 55 annual events, including all Louisiana high school state championships, the Sugar Bowl support of amateur athletics adds up to big fun and big dollars for our economy. From the Crescent City Classic to lacrosse, sailing, basketball, and more, the Sugar Bowl has something for most everyone. For more on the great things the Sugar Bowl is doing, log on to AllstateSugarBowl.org. Sponsored by Allstate, Taco Bell, and Dr. Pepper. Shortstop Po' Boys, 119 Transcontinental off Airline Highway. Feeding New Orleans since 1966. Come to Shortstop for Po' Boys, gumbo, potato salad, and more. 504-885-4572 or at shortstoppoboysno.com. If you want to be treated right, you go to Bergeron. Bergeron will give you the best deal. You just know you can trust these people. They're from here. They get me. You know, buying a car doesn't have to be a scary experience. It's anything but a Bergeron. Everybody knows that. Everybody. I grew up with a Bergeron. I went to school with a Bergeron. This is the fourth car I've bought from here. That makes me a Bergeron. I'm a Bergeron. I'm a Bergeron. I'm a bourgeois. Get out of here. I'm a Bergeron. Everybody knows a Bergeron. Bergeron Automotive on Veterans in Metairie. What's holding you back from learning the language you've always wanted to know? Too hard. Takes too long. Not with Babbel. Babbel's lessons take just 15 minutes a day. 15 minutes isn't long. Nope, and they're fun. Fun isn't hard. Right. Babbel's interactive lessons, podcasts, games, and more make it fun and engaging, so you don't realize you're learning a language, but you are. And Babbel's lessons are built around real life. You can choose from topics like travel, business, relationships, and more. You'll learn what matters most to you. Plus, Babbel's lessons are designed to get you speaking right away. In three weeks, you're able to start having conversations. Just three weeks? Even better. Since Babbel's lessons are designed by language experts and voiced by real native speakers, you'll get the accents just right and be able to carry on conversations with confidence. Learning a language with Babbel doesn't take long. And with Babbel, it isn't hard. It's It's perfect. perfect. And now, try Babbel free at Babbel.com. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Babbel.com. Top service. Locally owned. Outstanding deals. Conveniently located. Professionals motivated to sell where the customer comes first. That describes the experience at Premier Automotive Group, where you'll find the best prices anywhere on Toyota, Honda, Nissan, and Kia. Premier Automotive offers a warranty for life on its vehicles and a money-back guarantee. Visit my friend Troy Duhon in one of his outstanding dealerships. Toyota of New Orleans, I-10 Service Road near Bullard in New Orleans East. Premier Honda at the I-10 Service Road at Bullard. Premier Nissan at Veterans and Metairie. And Premier Kia at Veterans and Kenner. Cookie wants to be a professional wrestler. I'm Cookie Serratos and I'm 11 years old. She also wants to win all the medals. That's why Cookie and her family make every day count, squeezing out her best with Go-Go Squeeze. Okay, Cookie, let's break for a Go-Go Squeeze. Go-Go Squeeze fruit-on-the-go pouches are a nutritious snack made from 100% fruit with no sugar added. Call Cookie! Because when you nurture your kids, you squeeze out the best in them. Squeeze out the best with Go-Go Squeeze. Not a low-calorie food. Products range from 11 to 13 grams of sugar and 60 to 70 calories per serving. What's holding you back from learning the language you've always wanted to know? Too hard. Takes too long. Not with Babbel. Babbel's lessons take just 15 minutes a day. 15 minutes isn't long. Nope, and they're fun. Fun isn't hard. Right. Babbel's interactive lessons, podcasts, games, and more make it fun and engaging, so you don't realize you're learning a language, but you are. And Babbel's lessons are built around real life. You can choose from topics like travel, business, relationships, and more. You'll learn what matters most to you. Plus, Babbel's lessons are designed to get you speaking right away. In three weeks, you're able to start having conversations. Just three weeks? Even better. Since Babbel's lessons are designed by language experts and voiced by real native speakers, 
you'll get the accents just right and be able to carry on conversations with confidence. Learning a language with Babbel doesn't take long. And with Babbel, it isn't hard. It's, It's perfect. perfect. And now, try Babbel free at Babbel.com. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Babbel.com. Call an audible, throw a flag, call a technical, review an instant replay, it's all good. Go for it now on the Three Tailgater Show on 1061 Nash Icon, NashFM1061.com, and through CrescentCitySports.com. Call now at 504-260-1061. As we continue on on this Saturday morning, let's check in with Stan and Metairie. Stan, thanks for the call. Welcome to the Three Tailgater Show. Good morning. Fighting uh, August 29th, the eighth decade of the quarterback club, which you so um, greatly host, and, and, and it's just extremely nice, informative uh, luncheon. Uh, and um, just touching Kenny on the uh, Jimmy Graham thing, um, I hate to see that. Um, you guys knew him or know him better than probably any of us. Um, I always heard he was a pretty nice guy, a pretty good guy with, you know, charities and and that kind of stuff. And he kind of had a hard a hard luck story growing up. I understand. It. I think he was adopted or something. And from you know all indications, that, you know, if this happened, you know, obviously there's some kind of demon or something maybe on his shoulder and addiction that it seems like a lot of younger uh, adults in America today just kind of like cannot shake off and uh, and it gets the worst of them. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's a shame, but um, if y'all could talk about maybe the Jimmy Graham bio, is, is that in fact true? Um, was he adopted, had a hard luck? It, was he pretty much a good guy? from what you guys do. And thank you, Kenny, and then I'll, I'll hang up and listen. Okay. On the latter, yeah, he's always been uh, congenial to deal with, no issues at all in that regard. Uh, when he was 11, his, his mother placed him in a group home uh, where he had abuse that took place. And, and then uh, in high school, with help from a church counselor, uh, he was eventually adopted by that counselor, and things changed in his life. So yes, uh, he did have issues and, and he was adopted and obviously went to Miami as a basketball player and, and was pretty good. And, and then of course the football aspect of it came along in the last year there. And then the Saints drafted him in the third round and the rest is history from the standpoint of his playing ability as stated with regard to the, the report today. We can't validate any of that as of yet. It is getting out there more and more, but uh, that is a report. We just give you the verbiage of what the report said. Uh, not to validate it, but so we can't speculate whatsoever on whatever issues he might have in that regard. I mean, that's my best summation of Jimmy Graham, Ed. Yeah, I've never had a problem with Jimmy Graham. I always thought he was a good dude. Never a problem. With regard to the Saints' defense, I, I really think their offense will be improved. I think their offensive line is the key, obviously, because of Trevor Penning, because of Pete's health, because of Ruiz and what he is. I think those things are important, obviously, and you know, in a perfect world, if they're healthy, they'll be, they'll be pretty good up front. Defensively, 
you know, defensive tackle is still a concern for me. Uh, not, not a lot of depth there, and then Brissett has to come through for them in a big way. And then otherwise on defense, I think safety would be the other uh, concern from my perspective. Uh, I think overall they're, they're a, a pretty good team. I think they're a little better than average for sure, and I think they're the best team in their division. And as I have stated from, for the last two months, I've got them at 10 wins, and I haven't changed that at all. Uh, but I, I kind of see them in that light right now. And the fact that they've been working with the Chargers, whether they play the game tomorrow or not, mm -hmm. uh, the two days of work were outstanding. And I think they were looking at uh, a little bit of a mirror image, a team that's also, uh, you know, picked to win nine and a half games by Las Vegas, a winning record, a team that's got some talent. And by all accounts, it was good work and, and pretty evenly matched. So I think that that's kind of where I see the Saints right now. Mm -hmm. And one other update about Jimmy Graham. The Saints are saying he suffered a medical episode last evening and is went to a local hospital for evaluation. Okay. And Dr. John Amos believes it to likely be a seizure. Spent oh the night under medical supervision and testing. So wow. there you go. You never really know. Um, I mean, that's what the Saints are saying. That's the, the, the statement from the club. And mm -hmm. there you go. Yeah, that's why you can't put total validation in, in any report that you see automatically. And that's the statement that just came out that the Saints placed uh, out to everyone to understand. So, again, the truth will come out with regard to this. Uh, so it was a medical episode, according to the Saints, which resulted in him becoming disoriented. So taken into custody, but then transported to a local hospital for evaluation and was released this morning and is with the team. So he's not in custody. Uh, he's you know, not been charged with anything and he's been released to the team. And hopefully this is nothing serious with regard to his medical health. Yeah, so hope, is, hope he's okay. Yeah, no doubt. So there's the, the update on that. All right, any other concerns about the Saints, Ed? Well, I mean, I, th I think their offensive line is an area that you You've got to be concerned about Kenny. I just don't know. I just don't know. Or, you know, the one thing that happened in 2021, Drew Brees retires. But I think that when you look at the big picture, the Saints were still a very good team, better than most on the line of scrimmage, right? And they were going to win some games, even though they they went through uh, a number of quarterbacks in 2021. Uh, I don't know if they're as good on the line of scrimmage as they were two years ago. I'm not really sure if that's the case. Well, I think that's obviously the most important part for them. They have put so much emphasis on that, on both sides of the ball. And again, look, it's all about Trevor Penning, and it's all about, to a degree, Peyton Turner, and it's all about Brian Brzee, and it's all about, is Andrews Pete healthy, and it's all about, is Cesar Ruiz better? I mean, to me, I, I look right there, up front on both sides as being the most important determination as to what the Saints will be this year, whether they'll be average, pretty good, or even good. I think that's where it all emanates from. I really do. Mm -hmm. I agree. I agree. I mean, look, uh, Derek Carr can only do so much if he's not being protected. And I'm not saying he's not going to be, but we don't really know that. We don't. You know, you just have to wait to find out. Uh, and again, games will tell us that story. And again, somebody just text, uh, just email me uh, and asking about the game tomorrow. The game's still on at this point. Nothing's changed 
at this point. They're still scheduled to play. And again, that's not for us to decide, and we can all have opinions about it. And I'm sure they've done their diligence, and the NFL's done its diligence about what to expect. Uh, SoFi Stadium is a covered facility. Uh, there is water next to it. Uh, the projections of what 30 mile an hour winds, I think, uh, something mm-hmm. like that. I guess they're, uh, I guess they're looking at the quote unquote severity uh, to determine whether or not it's safe enough to play. And at this point, it appears that the answer is that it is safe enough in their estimation. Well, we'll see how it turns out. I, I don't know. I mean, you know, look, uh, like I said, tropical storm warning. You would think that that would that would mean no football, but not at this point. Glad you're with us. It's 504-260-1061. That's 504-260-1061 to participate. One more segment still to go. Touch on some NFL notes, among other things, as we continue. Glad you're with us on this Saturday morning. Ken and Ed, Three Tailgaters Show on Nash Icon 1061 FM. And we're on the web at NashFM1061.com. With over 15 acres of cars and trucks at the Lamarck Automotive Complex, there must be a reason. Buying a new car shouldn't be complicated. That's why our expert staff is here to help. I've been selling new Ford cars and trucks since 1970. That's over 50 years. Wow, there must be a reason. With your lifestyle and budget in mind, our finance team works hard to be the best in the business. Only at Lamarck Ford, at the Lamarck Automotive Complex. There must be a reason. Life Resources Ministries exists for showing men the way, building men to spiritual maturity, and preparing God's people for service. Life Resources Ministries has Bible studies in person and via Skype throughout the metro area, along with outreaches weekly on Wednesdays at Piccadilly Cafeteria on Clearview Parkway in Metairie. There are business forums and fellowship meetings as well. Life Resources also puts on major outreach prep breakfasts with national speakers up to four to five times per year. Visit us online at liferesources.net. Life Resources Ministries, leaders investing for eternity. If you're injured in a car crash, never settle for less than you deserve from the insurance company. And don't settle for just any law firm. Demand Dudley DeBosier. It's always our goal to get you the maximum compensation you deserve. And with our no-fee guarantee, you pay us nothing. No fees, no costs, or expenses unless we get you money. Call now, and we'll review your case for free. That's the Dudley DeBosier difference. Call 504-444-4444. That's 504-444-4444. Chad Dudley, New Orleans. LA 2213579. If you want to be treated right, you go to Bergeron. Bergeron will give you the best deal. You just know you can trust these people. They're from here. They get me. You know, buying a car doesn't have to be a scary experience. It's anything but a Bergeron. Everybody knows that. Everybody. I grew up with a Bergeron. I went to school with a Bergeron. This is the fourth car I've bought from here. That makes me a Bergeron. I'm a Bergeron. I'm a Bergeron. I'm a bourgeois. Get out of here. I'm a Bergeron. Everybody knows a Bergeron. Bergeron Automotive on Veterans in Metairie. This is Kevin Mamahat. For most of us, the largest single purchase we'll ever make is when buying a home. That's why thousands of homeowners each year choose to protect their largest investment with Rhino Shield. Rhino Shield is the only international architectural ceramic coating that gives residential and commercial owners peace of mind. Along with our 25-year warranty, our ceramic coating reflects the ultraviolet rays we experience here in Louisiana, Mississippi, and Alabama, keeping your home cooler with less strain on your air conditioner. And it's more affordable than you think. So give us a call for your free estimate, 504-407-2222, or visit rhinoshieldmidsouth.com. 
Call now and you can get the guaranteed protection of Rhino Shield for 20% off the regular price. 407 2222 or visit rhinoshieldmidsouth.com. Don't paint, don't vinyl, go Rhino Shield. Never paint your house again. Rhino Shield. You can do it all by yourself. Whoa, baby girl, what's your name? Let me talk to you, let me buy you a train. Spilled your drink? Quick, the quicker picker-upper. Bounty picks up spills quicker. And each sheet is two times more absorbent, so you can use less than the leading ordinary brand. So, you can get back to your night. Bounty, the quicker picker-upper. Protect your engine with Syntec Full Synthetic Motor Oil at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Syntec is designed for today's engines to dissipate heat and reduce friction and wear. Get five quarts of Syntec Full Synthetic in a MicroGuard Select oil filter for just $33.99, plus two times O rewards points. Limit supply. Choose Syntec exclusively at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Last chance today, call the Three Tailgater Show at 260-1061. Back to Ken Trahan and Ed Daniels. Welcome back to the show. Ken Trahan with Ed Daniels on this Saturday morning. And, of course, our final segment begins. All right, so Ed, the uh, USA basketball team, Brandon Ingram's a starter on that team. He's played pretty well for four games. Of course, the real, uh, the real World Cup, if you will, the FIBA national competition beginning uh, here in about a week's time, and Steve Kerr spoken very well about Brandon Ingram. So, so far, so good with Ingram. He looks pretty good, and I think he'll have an advantage over others when he reports to training camp because he'll be advanced having played in this competition. Well, I mean, look, when, when he plays, he's, he's good. You know, the, the, um, the concern is that if he has a, a nagging injury, is he going to play or not? I mean, I think that's it, right? Um, Last year, what was it, the toe? Kept him out for a long time. What did he play, 45 games, Kenny? Yeah, he, he, he said, you know, and again, I'm not, you know, I'm not faulting him at all, but he said he didn't want to play unless he was 100%. Right. So, again, the agents and the players have the control, and, and you know, the team can evaluate. And you know, on the other hand, you've got Valanciunas and McCollum playing hurt much of the year, but showing up and playing. So, Again, you make your own judgments about that. I'm a fan of Ingram. He's a heck of a player. He's gotten better and better. And he can do so much, and he's such a deadly mid-range shooter. He's become a better passer, a willing defender. Just need him on the floor, as we say all the time. The, the litmus test now, 82-game schedule, used to be 70 to 75. Now it's more like 60. If you show up for 60 to 65, well, that's acceptable because of the very nature of the game and because of how many games that stars miss. Because many teams sit their stars out anyway, mm-hmm. you know, with load management issues. So, yeah, I think that's kind of where we're at with Ingram and Williamson is, hey, mm-hmm. 60, to, 60 to 70, right? 65 mm-hmm. would be an optimum number. If you can show up for that many, probably good things result. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I'm, I'm for the NBA playing 60 games and starting Christmas Day. Never happened because of the money. No, so. I understand that. But I think it would be a good thing. I think it would well, be a I mean, great change. 
I think, I think even if you went to 70 to 72, it would be an advantage because the one thing that you really have to eliminate are the back-to-backs. Uh, they're too taxing on the players. Teams don't play well, and oftentimes players don't play. So that's it to me is the back-to-backs. That's where it's at. And with the system the way it is and with the season situated the way it is with the respective dates, you're going to have back-to-backs. That isn't going to change. So to me, that is the most compelling issue if there's some way they could address it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I still would like to see 60. Yeah, and the Players Association would certainly back me up on that. But from the ownership perspective, they're not going to reduce the number of games. That just isn't going to happen as we see in other sports as well. Baseball, the discussion has been reduced from 162. That's not happening. Football, the discussion has been, you know, hey, get rid of the preseason games or you know, even add another game to the regular season. Players aren't allowing that, and the owners aren't going to let the number of games be reduced because of financial considerations as well. Ed, as always, a pleasure. Thank you. Enjoyed it. We'll do it next week. Okay, buddy. Look forward to it. All right. Our thanks to Rudy Dixon for producing, as always, doing a fine job. And a reminder that I'll be back on Monday at 6 p.m. with All Access Sports Talk following Inside New Orleans with Eric Asher. Until then, Ken Trahan for Ed Daniels saying thanks for joining us. Be a good sport, and God bless you one and all. We are rounding third and heading home. So long. (laughs) 